So trust and tribal love. What is that all about? So I think trust is one of those really important things in in any relationship, whether it's a business relationship or whether it's a, um, you know, like a marriage or a partnership or a friendship or any of those kind of um, relationships. Trust is one of the most important things. And I don't know if you like me, but I probably, I'm happy to help anybody and I'm happy to show love, but I probably don't let lots of people into me really close and it takes a while for me to feel like I'm safe and like that I will be valued or understood or heard. And so I'm happy to give that to people. That comes to me reasonably freely. But the receiving of it I find a little bit harder and that's probably typical of me in life. And I think a lot of mothers are like that and a lot of um, female entrepreneurs, good at giving, not always good at receiving. So trying to balance up that. And then what's tribal love? I think I was always a little bit different. I'm probably a bit different in my family and a bit different in uh, my groups of friends and maybe in some of my personal beliefs, sometimes in my... um, you know, in the things that I've done with my family, I was, you know, I tried to be a health food person. Sometimes I did it well, sometimes I did it badly. I also um, had home births, except for the first baby, and I really loved that. To me, that was like amazing. And I found, um, I first found a home birth midwife through another friend that had a, a home birth, and so. Because I met her, I found a midwife to be able to have the home birth with. And um, even though my husband was a bit scared at first and he was a person that used to faint at the sight of blood, once he met the midwife and heard her speak, he was much more confident about the whole process. And uh, that was really good. Those decisions, I think, though, helped me find other people that were you know, interested in home births and I even went to a home birth convention one time and they, there was a speaker from the World Health Organization who spoke about why home births weren't that much of a risk. You know, there was a risk in hospital of, you know, of um, diseases and, and you're used to your own bugs at home. And also he spoke of how if you went to the hospital, you, your risk of um, caesarean and catching bugs was higher. And uh, it was very interesting to me and it was like, I guess, finding another type of tribe, people that were interested in those sort of things. So when I first had children then, you know, you had this tribe of people that had children as well and so you felt comfortable with those people. And, um, you know, you could talk to them about things about children because they understood because they had children. And I think I think this is very important to find people that, that who understand you and don't think you're that weird and also that um, value the things that you value. So it came, I guess it came through my life then that as I, you know, learnt more things, read more things, you know, being a chiropractor too, I guess you're more interested in things that will help the body. And, you know, for me understanding too, like the positioning of the baby's head and your pelvis and all those things in childbirth, meant that if you were able to be off your bottom that you could your pelvis would open better and that you would be able to use all the mechanical advantage that you could to be able to birth your baby. I don't know why we're talking about birth so much but my grandmother would say to me 
Yeah, I see all those heads out there. They all came out the same way. And, you know, at that time it was quite encouraging because you feel like, oh, how am I going to do labour before you have the first baby? And I think that's kind of, if we continue that analogy, it's kind of like the trust thing coming up, isn't it? So trusting that your body knows what to do, trusting that you'll have the guts to do it, trusting that you'll have the strength to, you know, endure the process and that you'll have the right support people around you who are encouraging and will help you be your best. And I think this is very typical for many things that we attempt to do in life, isn't it? We need our support crew around us, the people that understand us and love us. And then we also need to have some knowledge and we also need to have the trust factor not only the the trust of our body but also the trust spiritually that you know the experiences that we go through will be the right experiences for us and that we will be able to learn and grow through these experiences and of course some of the experiences will be wonderful and some of them will be really hard this is life isn't it so i think too uh you know often many of us have started in careers or directions in life that we felt, um, you know, were right at the time and good and and as we've um, progressed through life, it's kind of morphed into something else and, you know, that's what's happened to me and I, I speak to many women who really want to change what they're doing and how they're doing it so that they can, you know, have a, a life that is um, more fulfilling to them. And so making these changes, however, can be daunting, you know, and often, you know, particularly if you've studied in in your career or you've, you know, had spent, you know, money in, say, for example, there was an example in that book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, and she talked about a guy that was a dentist. He spent all that money, you know, to do dentistry and then all that money to... Uh, set up a practice and buy all the equipment and, you know, then he decided that's not what he wanted to do and did something else. And, you know, people were like, oh, you know, what a waste of money and time. And it was like, no, gave him lots of experience, gave him the opportunity of learning to deal with people. It's just his um, path was going to be a little bit different. And so these things all happen for a reason. And, you know, at the time we think, oh, you know, is this the right thing to do? And we really doubt. But... I think really we will never regret the things we attempt, even if we fail, but the things that we don't attempt and wish we had, that will always be a regret. So, you know, to have a go is part of this trust thing, to trust that you can have a go and that you'll still be okay. And even if, you know, it doesn't go well and maybe you lose some money, it will all be your experience and that you'll learn to experience, um, you know, starting again or um, learning how to make a new career or, you know, living frugally or being able to be a little bit more entrepreneurial. And all these experiences will stand us in good stead. And I think, you know, that's how it is with all the experiences in life that we have. I think... Being brave in a way and, you know, setting out to do some things a little bit differently, speaking from your heart uh, are a little scary. Yes, there will be some people that don't get you and there will be some people that just love you to bits. But these things are important in being who we are. And, you know, basically one of the earlier talks we did was anxiety versus trust. And basically you're either in anxiety or you're in trust. You can't be in both, not at the same time. Now, sometimes... 
anxiety is a needed thing because if we're in a dangerous situation, we want to be pre-warned and know that there's a problem. So in that sense, it's good. But then we can become obsessed by those things that we're always thinking, now what could go wrong and what could go wrong here and trying to preempt all the things that could go wrong that we forget to enjoy the journey. Some of the things that were posted in the group this week too, I'll just go to the group and thank you to all the people that comment. I cannot thank you enough. Um, it just makes my job so much easier when there's interaction between us and when we, uh, you know, have people talking about how they feel. You know, it's like like a TV station. You know, you represent 400 people, and um, it's important for us to to do that. Some people have mentioned in the group that um, trusting others can be very difficult. And, you know, most people are not always honest or upfront. And some people do things for various reasons that don't seem obvious to us but seem very obvious to them. So I guess the trusting comes down to intuition and discernment as well. You know, sometimes we have a bad feeling about something that we need to listen to because it's a warning that something is not right. And um, that's not necessarily anxiety. It's actually a trust thing because we, we trust our gut and we trust what we feel that it's there's something not right and it's important to listen to that and not to override it. Often we'll say, oh, you know, that person's a really a nice person, you know, surely they wouldn't do the wrong thing but we all make mistakes. So learning to trust what your gut tells you I think is vital in this part here. Sometimes we're in very tricky situations where other people have done the wrong thing definitely and we are, you know, frightened to frightened to know how to approach it, you know, to call people on the, the things that are wrong. And, you know, I guess, you know, all we can do is talk about how their actions affect us and, and what we, you know, how we feel and, you know, the outcome that we would like and then it's up to them. And sometimes it will go good and sometimes it won't. But, you know, we have to keep moving forward anyway, even though it may be disheartening. Another comment was here that, you know, some days are just tough, which is so true. But she said, nurturing yourself in those tough days. So I had planned to go to a, um, a morning tea that I really enjoy to go to once a month. There's another practitioner that puts on a, a lovely morning tea of like-minded people and, you know, different ones will speak. It's like a nurturing, I guess, of all like-minded people and I was intending to go but I had been running very hard and um, was just feeling, you know, that I wasn't coping with life very well. So I had to bail on that. Not that I wanted to, but it was like what was best for me. And I think sometimes we have to decide, you know, there are, there's good, better and best. Sometimes we can't do the good things because we have to, you know, retreat to our cave and take care of ourselves. And that's a hard principle for me to learn sometimes. I don't know if you struggle with that as well. Other things that also came to in here was loneliness. And so sometimes when we tread our own path, it can be a lonely path because we may have to make decisions that are a little bit different from what most people do. And so it can feel a little lonely at times. But I think the more that we actually do what we feel is right for us, the more we will find other people. And it's reaching out, I guess, which takes some bravery to talk to other people about how you truly feel. And, and you know, the more that you can identify 
people that are like you and you can be more honest and open with them, you will attract more people because they will hear your voice and feel like, oh, this person is like me. So sometimes you can feel lonely though even in a crowd of people if they're not your tribe. I think finding this tribe is, uh, is one of the things that really is important. Someone else mentioned in the group too that they, uh, that they have a problem with how their children react to them and how their children uh, behave at times. And, you know, I think as mothers uh, we often feel we could have done things better or, you know, have we caused damage to our children or, uh, you know, are the choices that we make the right ones? And I think, you know, there will always be choices that we make that are, in hindsight, not the best choices. But I think you have to do what you feel is right at the time and you can only do as good as you know how. You can't be better than what you know. So allowing yourself to learn and I think also apologizing for the things that you do wrong, which can be hard and sometimes they get stuck in your throat, but this apologizing can help too. All right, so... I think that was pretty much most of the things in the group. So I, I think we'll clear some energy around this. So let's say um, I have trust is not strong at all. Right, and there's a generational problem here on Dad's side, Dad's mum, and it goes back about 12 generations, a group of men. There's also something in the, in the lifetime, age 10 and 17 and 41, I trust myself and my intuition. Uh, I love my intuition. I no longer fear my intuition. Okay, age 11 comes up now. And the ninth chakra. Okay, so when the ninth chakra begins to open, we start to experience the transcendence of time and space and know with a surety why we are here. And this also involves being able to give up your own time frame. So, uh, you know, sometimes we think, well, you know, by this age I should have done this or I should do this and by this age I should have accomplished that and and we often have a time frame for our family as well that we want them to have accomplished. So I trust in God or the universe's um, time frame. I trust myself to get there in the end. Okay, now an oil comes up. Hmm, coriander. Okay, so coriander is the oil of integrity. So coriander moves the individual from doing things from the acceptance of others to honouring and living from the true self. There are as many ways of being as there are people in the world. So each soul must learn its own way of living and being. Coriander gives courage to step out of the box and risk being who one really is. And it is it does take courage, you know, because often people, when we change, some people don't like it, especially if they were people that would um, use our energy and we stop that from happening. Some people will be most unhappy about that. All right, so coriander oil would help you um, trust your inner guidance. Okay, now something in the mind. All right, so I have a healthy working relationship with my life's purpose. And first chakra. So the first chakra is about, you know, security and safety and belonging and our tribe. It can also involve our boundaries. I'm worthy of acceptance. I give myself permission to thrive. My sense of what is right keeps me on my correct path. Okay, now another oil comes up. Um, helichrism. So helichrism is the oil for pain. And it helps with physical pain and emotional pain. I'm just going to get an affirmation. 
Okay, I endure with strength to live on despite my past difficulties. All right, now there's a generational problem hiding in here and mum's side, mum's mum and her mum. Some feelings, uh, feeling blocked, incomplete and quarrelsome. And I think, you know, when we're not feeling happy in ourselves and we see other people doing things, we start to feel jealous or angry about them accomplishing what we haven't. And we can be quite, well, we can be a bit aggressive or a bit angry about it. And, you know, usually the people that we express anger to are our family or the people that we're closest to. And so, you know, this can be part of the problem that we're really not addressing why we're unhappy and that we're not going on our purpose. And when we see other people that do, it can make us annoyed. It can also inspire us, but it can make us annoyed. Now, the aura comes up. The layers of the aura. The mental body, which is where our thoughts and ideas reside. And there are emotions trapped in there. So, uh, feeling desperate. And there are times in our life where that we are desperate. You know, we don't know what to do. The problems that confront us can seem so overwhelming that we we don't know what to do. We don't know where to turn. Sometimes within our addictions will kick in, or our you know our our negative self talk will kick back in because you know we feel so stuck and we feel desperate and we don't know what to do. And I think, you know, there are the times that we really need to pray and meditate because I think it's almost like we need that amount of desperation to make our prayers and our meditation really effective because we have such intense purpose then and such a need to have direction that we're willing to do that. And I think fasting is a very powerful thing there too. You know, when I've had to make big decisions in life, that's what I've done. When I've had to, you know, when I've been stuck in terrible places I've found that useful as well and you know that subduing of your body actually helps your spirit to to really thrive and so like I'm just talking like a one day fast I think these are great tools to use when we are desperate and um, you know there are times in life where we feel very desperate and we really don't know where to turn and that's where I think you know speaking in your tribe helps so you know I've made a little video just recently and I uh, was quite, quite heartfelt about it and um, I think you know to speak from your heart then really talks to other people from the heart too and it enables other people to be honest with us thank you for the heart and um, I think uh, this being able to uh, be a little bit vulnerable with people is empowering to us in a way even though it doesn't feel empowering it feel you know we often want to show how we've got it all together and look what we're doing but that isn't really what is the most honest thing always and you know to share the good and the bad I think is really important okay now the 11th chakra comes up okay so this is what they call the Akashic record which is like a database of all our thoughts and our our actions and everything that's stored in an energetic way in our field. So our thoughts, our experiences, our feelings. And sometimes it's called the book of life. And um, wouldn't it be nice sometimes to go and read the book again? Okay, so this is often when um, this chakra opens, it's about like unveiling who we really are. All right, now this this chakra is strengthened by periods of time alone. 
So isn't it interesting that often when we are very busy and we have a lot on, we don't always allow ourselves that alone time. And I think the alone time would have to include praying and meditating and pondering on things, you know, and I know I struggle to do that. All right, now another oil comes up here, which is cypress oil. Now, cypress is the oil of motion and flow. So cypress teaches the soul how to let go of the past by moving with the flow of life. This oil is especially indicated for individuals who are mentally or emotionally stuck, stiff, rigid, tense, over-striving or have perfectionistic tendencies. Yeah, so particularly when you're tense. So cypress is what helps you flow again. All right, so something in the timeline. Age 15. Okay. And some stuck emotions in there. Um, regret. Uh, yearning. And sometimes we look at other people around us and we want what they have or we might want their body or their life or their money or their different aspects of their life. Uh, fatigue also shows up. And sometimes as we're trying to, you know, manifest the next area of our life, we can be putting a lot of effort in and feeling like we're not getting anywhere. And uh, I think, you know, often we feel like there's a huge brick wall or mountain in front of us and that the mountain is so hard to climb and so hard to get over that we're never going to get there. And, you know, often we haven't noticed how far we've come. But if we can look back and, and, you know, check and acknowledge the effort and, you know, keep remembering and expressing gratitude for what we will have, it will manifest. Okay, and feeling evil comes in too. And there are days that we feel like that and I think when we do feel like that we invite negative entities into our lives so it's important when we feel like that to get help, you know, connect to the divine or pray or, you know, talk to someone who you know will uplift you. Okay, another oil. So patchouli comes up. Uh, so patchouli is the oil of physicality, like enjoying your body. Okay. All right, I release my emotional judgments and issues relating to my body. I have body confidence because I use my body and listen to it attentively, remembering to use my body for play and pleasure. Okay, some more generational issues here. Dad's side, dad's mum, age 10 and 20. All right, so I trust. I trust myself. I trust myself and my intuition. I love my intuition. I no longer fear my intuition. I, uh, I belong in a tribe. I create my own tribe. I manifest a tribe. My tribe supports me. I support my tribe. They're all strong. And I think this is the thing that we all have many um, issues trapped within our body and our energy field from earlier in our life. And it's like the things need to come out, but they have to come out in the right time and the right way, and we have to trust that process. So it was a powerful evening, and, um, you know, I really love those evenings because I enjoy being with you people, my tribe. I love it, and I love having the opportunity to interact and to be able to be who I really am, which has taken a long time to come out. So, you know, don't give up if you're struggling. You know, I'm taking me to in my 50s, so, you know, it's okay. Can't rush these things. When you've been listening to the call, you know, you feel different emotions and things and memories come up you know it's powerful to write some of these things down and also if you're stuck you know if you really need help I, I love to help 
and there's lots of energy workers in our group that love to help as well. So, you know, please post in the group. It's a closed group. You could also email me, tanya at a1health.com.au or I do it like a free 20-minute call. It's a call to clarity call. So you can go to calvinwee.com and forward slash Tanya Ormsby forward slash clarity call. And it, that's a time where, you know, you and I just talk together to see what you want and where you're at and, you know, where you might be stuck and if we're a good fit or not. So I, I would like to extend that offer to you and, um, you know, I really enjoy those calls. I love to be able to be there and help you in your space to be clear on where you want to go. And for some people, they choose not to work with me, which is totally fine. And even just doing the clarity call really gets them moving. So, you know, it's a great opportunity. On that note, I'll say bye. Lovely to be with you again, my tribe, and have a wonderful day.